0: Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Try, try, and told, try and told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And keep your main thing the main thing. Keep your main thing the main thing. I got an old Chinese proverb quote for you all that I love. And those close to me have heard me recite a million times. And and uh, even, even still... I've had to remind my own self uh, of this a million times. So even if you think that you got it, you got to really hear this one clearly because um, I try to pride myself on being coachable and seeking out wisdom. And I've sought out wisdom uh, from others and, and this was given to me and I still didn't 100% um, execute to the T. And, and so I wanted to give you the, the man or woman who chases two rabbits at the same time, catches none. Catch your main rabbit. And so the man or woman that chases two rabbits at the same time, so you picture, man, we let two rabbits out of a cage and we gotta go catch them. You know, and and one person's running around trying to catch two rabbits. You gotta go catch one rabbit because if you try to catch two rabbits at the same time, you catch none. In, In building, I see many people focus on too many things um, in and outside of their businesses in order to become great at at, at the rate that they wish to become great. And, And you'll see, you know, there's a lot of confusing things that get thrown at young people, you know, certain quotes that people run with, such as, you know, you need 17 streams of income, or you need, six streams of income or you need you know whatever and and I think is is cool is it is as it is to hear and as much as that sounds cool to have happening and I don't it's not that I completely disagree I think that that people can get themselves too spread out too soon and then when in reality Your one big stream of income is what over time can create other streams of income. And I think young people wanna rush that process so they just start trying to open up seven streams of income and they chase a bunch of rabbits and they end up finding themselves down the road. They caught none of them because they didn't go all in on one thing that would bring the mainstream of income consistently. And so I just wanna encourage you to focus on your main thing? What are the main activities that impact your outcome and income the most? So what are what are the main things? What are the main activities that impact your income and outcome? Okay, the most? What are the one or two things in your business or in your life, in in whatever you're 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 chasing right now? What are the one or two things? that you could focus on that would make the biggest difference in you getting better. And then what is what is your main what is your main business? And if you haven't gotten it yet, that's okay. But if you got it, let me just give you some examples. It all depends on what type of business you're in, if you're in business at all, you know, how you're paid, but just let me let me give you an example. I myself, you know, ran into, I have a couple friends of mine that blessed me with the opportunity to ask them questions that have re- reached the status um, of billionaire. And so I get an opportunity to sit down and pick pick their brains. Um, one is in his 60s, one is in his 70s. And so the gentleman in his 70s, um, I remember sitting down with them and I was all excited. I was I was just um, starting to stack some big money and, and had some money set to the side. I was in my late 20s. And um, so this is over a decade ago, um, well over a decade ago. If I could think back, I probably was maybe 27 or so at the time. And um, I was telling them, You know i was thinking about opening up a cigar and wine bar because i was passionate about you know i like cigars and i was just starting to get into wine and i thought it would be cool you know to own a, a place like that and i was giving him some other ideas he was in real estate so i was asking him you know what does he think i should do with the real estate and um um, he asked me to actually bring my investments and in, what my returns that I was getting on my investments in in uh, in in the market. And so at that time, I remember that year I got like 14, 15 percent returns in the market, you know, which is decently high. And I'm showing up that day and I'm thinking that we're going to get all this quality time. And this guy is just going to tell me, here's how you take a million dollars and easily You know invested into these things and you're gonna have 10 that's what i was expecting to hear from the billionaire and so the first thing he did is he opened up it was i mean it was the the setting in the beginning was exactly what i expected but the conversation was not exactly what i expected so the setting in the beginning was so cool i went to his office and um in his personal office he had a ventilation system and He opened up a box of cigars, handed me a cigar, and we started, um, he lit a cigar and we started smoking cigars at like noon uh, in the day. And I'm like, wow, you know, I walked in and this guy in his own office, he had a ventilation system where he he could just start smoking cigars. And I'm thinking like, all right, this is exactly, I wanted something different. I expected to hear something different and everything to be different. This is going the way I thought it was gonna go. And the first thing he does, he digs into the investments, and and he and he tells me that the fifteen percent is too much. I thought he was going to be proud of me. He said it's too much. He said, in my opinion, if you can make that much at fifteen percent, that means you could lose a whole lot. So then, so he went over that, and then he said, now in your own business, uh, are you capped out? Are you in a position where you're completely capped out? You can't make any more money. You can't get any bigger in your own business. I said, no. He said, okay. And then he said, now let me ask you, if you were to open up this cigar and wine shop, you know, that you're talking about, how much money do you think it's going to take to really get this thing, you know, going? And uh, we came up with a million dollars because where I wanted it located and the way I wanted it to look. And he said, okay, so let, let's say you come up with a, you, you put a million dollars into this thing. Now he said, what do you expect to make out of this place? What do you think's a, a, a normal return that you'll end up making? I said, I don't know, maybe 150, you know, hundred grand, 200 grand, you know, once it gets rolling, he said, okay. And how long do you think after you open it up, you expect it to turn up a, a, a profit like that? Cause it usually takes some time. So we said, I don't know, maybe two, three years to start spitting off a, a profit. And then he said, "Well, on a scale of one to ten, how well do you know cigars?" And I said. Uh, no, he said, "Not like ten is somebody that knows cigars at at a high level." At the time, I told him like a six, five or six. He said, "Okay." Then he said, "Now wine," and now that I look back on, I probably gave myself too much credit, you know, back then because I probably would, if if ten is 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 a black belt like a Samoyer, uh, the, 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 the people that just, you know, your friends or people that just really know wine at a whole nother level, if that's a 10, I'm probably at a six, you know, right now. But I told him five or six back then, which probably back then I probably was more of a three or a four. But I said five or six. So he said, okay. Now he said, now imagine if you put that million dollars into your own business, How well do you know your own business? I said, 10. So he said, okay, if you put a million dollars into your own business right now, how much do you think you would get in return? And I'm like, ding, light bulb goes off. And I'm like, whoa. I'm start thinking offices that I could open up and things, staff that I could hire and, you know, what I think we could do with that. And I'm like, double plus. And he's like, okay. So then he said, now one other question is, when you first open up this cigar and wine bar, don't think that you're not going to have to be there because to get it going, probably people are going to come because of you. So how many hours a week do you think you're going to have to put into the cigar and wine shop? I said 20 hours, 30 hours a week. So he said, okay, now what if you put that extra 20, 30 hours a week? Because obviously if you got 20, 30 hours to spend over here, you would have 20 to 30 hours to spend in your own business. What if you took that extra 20, 30 hours a week and put it into your own business and the million dollars? How much money do you think you would get back then? And it made so much sense to me, so much sense to me that I'm like, man, I just gotta go give that 20 hours instead of giving it over here to make a hundred grand. I'll give that 20 hours to some of my best up and coming talent in the business that I don't get enough time with and I'll give them that time. And that million dollars I'll put into this or that resource. And and that was the point where we went from, you know, four or five offices, I think at the time to, you know, just having the focus of, of expansion and, and uh, putting everything back into the business. And then, you know, over time, you know, he said, well, come back and see me on this subject when you've hit a max limit of, you know, that you can't grow anymore. If you put all the money into your own business, it's not going to kick you back out, you know, the the returns. And don't come back and talk to me and ask me about that until you've maxed yourself out in your own business. He's like, people think that because I'm in the real estate business and I've made a lot of money here, that they need to get into the real estate business. He said, that would be like me trying to get into the insurance business like you. And and, and, and so I think oftentimes what happens is people see other people in that area. You'll see somebody and they say, oh, there's a that person's a stock trader and they make a lot of money, so now I need to put my money into that. Or this person's in real estate and I know they make a lot of money, so I need to go jump and put my money into the real estate like them. That's their own business. And so if your business is uh, yellow highlighters you would make probably more money in putting your money back into the yellow highlighter business than putting it into the real estate business. If if your main business is the sandpaper business, unless you've maxed yourself out in that business, if you put 50 grand back into the sandpaper business into the, the right area, you should be able to double that money easier than putting your 50 grand into the stock. Well, what stock should I buy or what real estate should I buy in doubling that? Because a good return is 10%. And at 10%, it would take you seven years to double your money. But if you put your money back into your own business that you know, if you're in the pillow business and you put 50 grand into the pillow business in, in some way, you should be able to kick 100 grand back out easier than trusting in somebody else. And that was the other thing the guy told me is, is, is he said, I only try to get about 7% on my money. He said, I get 7% on my money because I take all my risk in my own business. So I put all my money into the real estate business. So this billionaire told me, he said, it wasn't, I, I only paid myself a couple hundred grand for like 20 years. So the billionaire said from like 25 to 45, all he did was was pay himself a couple hundred grand and everything else he put back into the business, everything else he put back into the business and so now people see him at 70 and they're like, oh man, you know, this is the life. But what they don't see is he made a bunch of money for for 20 years that he didn't give a ton to himself. He just kept putting it back into his own business and he wasn't from taking risky moves outside of his own business. It was taking, he said, all I needed to do was beat inflation and have some money set to the side was my strategy, and I'm taking the risk and betting on myself, I'm already taking enough risk. Owning your business, or being an entrepreneur, being 1099, or being it, that is already a risk. So that's enough risk, is what he was telling me. And then over here, let's not get too risky. He's like, I only make seven, 10% over here, but also when other people lose their rear end, I don't usually lose my rear end either, okay? And so that's just a little bit from that conversation. And over time, when I did not listen to that man's wisdom, when I when I started to get too cute and say, yeah, I think I got this figured out, Bill, billionaire might have not thought about these things, um, half the time I won, half the time I lost. And usually, just like the casino, people only talk about their wins. So they may have seen me win over here, or your friends may actually get and they dabble into other things. and. And it's just like if they bet on a game or something. They tell you about their wins, but they don't tell you about their losses. And so the, the, the message and what I have found so far coming up in 17 years in business is that guy is right. Don't be trying to catch a gazillion rabbits at the same time. Take a risk. If you're taking a risk, bet on yourself. Usually putting your money into your own business is going to blow out putting money in in other places uh, until you get to a position where you think that you're completely maxed out in your situation. Second thing is consistency. You know, you got to build one brick at a time. You can't look at somebody else's chapter 10 and try to build chapter 10. Just build one, one brick at a time. Work out one week You know, it's like, if if you're inconsistent, then you work out one week and then you don't work out the next, or you show up at class for one week and then you don't show up at class for the next. What works is knowing what you need to do and then doing it day in and day out, week in and week out, and not getting discouraged by the results not coming as fast as you want. Just keep showing up in the process consistently Keep putting into that process and good things are going to happen. And then one of the other things you're going to have to manage that that'll cause you to want to rush things is failure. Is that it's not that we should aim to fail. Okay, we don't want to fail. It's not that you want to aim to fail. But on your way to success, you're going to have failure. Not being real with yourself about failure is what causes people to quit. It's their relationship and unrealistic expectations. Every time that they have failure, they quit. Therefore, they end up quitting things a lot because the only way to get greatness is you have to go through some failure. So don't waste your failure. Learn from it. But failing at some things on the journey and and working on it is how you reach your destination. So don't quit. And if, if you if you follow that process, you know consistently, you'll get yourself to a position if if you choose to, just to uh, diversify, or whatever. And and check check out what Warren Buffett says about diversification too, because it'll it'll surprise you. I think that'll surprise you also. But if if you want to get to a place just for some odd reason, you know, you just want to diversify and stuff like that, your, your resources, there's nothing wrong with that, in my, in my opinion, I understand. But what, what I have seen and been a part of is when you bet on others uh, that you can't control, you're going to, you know, what I've seen is people win and lose at a 50-50 split or so. And typically the best odds in your favor to win is betting on yourself. And if you wanna make an investment uh, that's gonna bring you the biggest return, it's usually in your own business. And the best way to create a cash cow where there's a huge influx of money or resources coming in that eventually over time you can invest into other things is to keep your main thing the main thing and go double down right now into the main thing and keep them the main thing the main thing for a long time and don't let these people get you out of your game. When you start making a bunch of money, everybody's coming for it. Everybody got a shark tank idea. Everybody wants you to invest into this and invest into that. And and, and, you know what happens just like the casino is You know, we will publish this person won a million dollars on the slots, but they didn't publish the 4000 people that lost their home uh, in the process of taking their paycheck every week to the slots um, or, or to the casino. And so you'll see people get publicized, you know, that, you know, in your circle or people that, you know, this one, you know, they bet on something and they, you know, bet a hundred grand and they made a million dollars on the next glass you know the window was going to be made out of or the next uh you know dog collar you know or whatever it is and so everybody thinks they're going to get this you know get rich quick you know pop out there and what ends up happening most of the time is you spin your wheels and lose a lot of money and lose a lot of time uh until you get to a position where those types of things I've started to look at as gambling And so it's like, man, sometimes when I go to the casino, it's like I'll I'll take a certain amount of money out. And um, if I lose it, I lose it. It's not going to, you know, I'm not going to lose my kid's college education or something. And, And so I plan on losing it. And so if I win, great. But if not, that's great. And so sometimes I've looked at, you know, some of these riskier investments as like, yo, yep, I'm just planning on, I might as well just go throw this at the casino on black because I got a 50-50 shot. If I put 100 grand down on black, it's a 50-50 shot that I'm gonna win or lose. And a lot of these things are 50-50 shots uh, on things. And so my experience, keep the main thing, the main thing, go double down on your main thing, identify what are the main things that you could focus on in your process, focus on those, double down on those, don't rush the process, trust the process. 10 years is going to blow by before you know it. Blink of an eye, if you keep doing the right things, the right things are going to come back on you, okay? So don't get hustled out there. Keep the main thing the main thing. Appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Grindcast. Get ready, it's a new day.